We can talk sports, we can talk politics, but can we talk Jesus? What up, world? Hoodie here. It's another Tuesday, episode 9 of Can We Talk Jesus? Pretty awesome. Almost at 10 episodes, but number's just a number. Um, I hope everybody's doing okay. Had a good weekend. You know, it's getting a little chilly outside. It is chilly outside, you know. You know, whether for fall, it shouldn't be this cold. But um, with everything that's going on this year, how can you uh, not expect weather to be like this? It took, what, March until it got warm or May like it's supposed to? But it just stayed cold too long the beginning of the year, and now it's getting back to it. And I'm just like, Lord, keep me warm. Am I at my job? Wherever I go, because my job isn't really ventilated where you can just have heat in the building because it's part of your outside and you just have to stay layered up. But um, Lord be my cover, my sweater, my jacket, all of it. But um, yeah. But again, I say I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you all enjoyed the last episode of Can We Talk Jesus? Um, I know I went on a pretty good bit. And I never thought I can get um, a show that long, but when you're talking and God is speaking through you, you can be amazed at what he can do. You never limit him. So anyway, I'm not trying to stretch it that long again for today Um, because, yeah, attention spans can't go that far for some people. and I try to be respectful for them. And then there are others that actually listen to that all the way through. And I appreciate you. But uh, I, I try to bring it down just a tad. Take it down just a tad in time. So, um, oh, yeah. Uh, and I haven't said this in a minute. For those who would like to send their music to Can We Talk Jesus, you know, for Artist of the Week or Spotlight of the Week or whatever artist, just email me at ebitspro. At gmail.com. That's email. No, that's ebeatspro at gmail.com. Um, keep it holy. Keep it Christian. You know, wouldn't be wrong. It'd be wrong if I asked who hear about music. And I know there's a lot more people I know who do hip hop music or, or rap and or R&B. And it's like, uh, uh, I, you got a lot of songs, but I can't ask you because it's just not... For the Lord, so if it's meant for Earl Hoodie to continue to play Earl Hoodie's music for the, that's for the Lord, then so be it. Every now and then, I might God will bring me across artists like Angel Resto, my cousin, and then other people who I actually try to reach out to. Well, one particular, but that's not going too well. So you never know what God is doing. But if you have or know someone who does. Christian rapper who does gospel, who has tracks that they're trying to put out there or just for others to hear. I want to hear. Just send, uh, tell them about the show. Can we talk Jesus? And email me at ebeatspro at gmail.com. That's ebeatspro at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, oh, there goes that heater. But anyway, let's start this thing off right. Uh, the first song that I'm going to play is, huh, I don't know. It's all the top of the head stuff, still pretty weird for me. 
as I think, because there's other different songs, many different songs, a mixtape song, not really core singles that I've done yet. I've only done four, and I thank God for the four. But there's one stuck in my mind, so we're going to do this. Uh, look at my praise. Right now on Can We Talk Jesus? Hoodie out. Praise. Him. Praise. Him. Praise. Him. Praise. Him. Praise. 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 Look at my 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 praise. Lift him up, lift him up. 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 Look at my praise. Uh, look at my praise. Look at it. Everybody saying praise. I'ma stick to Jesus Christ like honey stick on glaze. glaze. Praying for a better day. Uh-huh. Hoping he changing my ways. Yeah. Spitting the super high blaze. Okay. Running the church like a maze. Jesus all on my mind. Mom. Yeah, you know I gotta shine. shine. Stay checking on me. Making sure that I'm fine. He's your savior and mine. Yeah. Get your boy saved, he got time. Okay. Got plenty of time to unwind. Uh. He's coming back like we wine. I'ma tell you like this. Jesus peace on my wrist. Yeah. Pass the word like a sis. He shower on us like a mist. I'ma tell you like this. I'ma tell you like that. Yeah. I used to be in the streets, man, but I promise I ain't going back. Look at my praise. 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 Lift him up, lift him up. Got me praising to my spirits up. A hoodie not from around here. My praise is reaching out the atmosphere. You people out here doing dabs. Hoodie just switch it up. I call it praise. Hands together while I'm bowing my head. Holy Spirit got my mind in the days. Don't get it twisted. This is not from a drug. Don't need a text to my spiritual blood. He knows what I need without even speaking. He is my strength when my body is weakened. This is an addiction, immaculate feel. Nothing can touch it, just keeping it real. This isn't something you can hijack or steal. Can only receive it by doing its will. Praising is a way of worship, worship the one and the only true God Put any other God in places of sin, just look to the word for the first commandment These little G-Gods are really just demons, corrupting your minds, deceiving your feelings Do you believe that the scriptures are living, the truth is the word, and God is revealing Or am I just kidding? Look at my praise, look at my praise, look at my praise, look at my praise Look at my praise, look at my praise, look at my praise, look at my praise Lift him up, lift him up. 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 Look at my praise. Now, praise is a type of worship, a type of admiration. Praise is something that's like saying, thank you, God, for doing this for me, even when it didn't make sense. Even though I didn't see the full path, I still give you praise. I still show my praise, even in the depths of my soul. And that's the fact. And we're back like the winter time, even though it's fall. Just started, and it's cold once again. 
It's cold. I guess I get this from my father because, I don't know, he's worked in the fire department for many, many years. And we always talk about when he gets around this time at my job, it's like, well, I got to go out there in this cold weather and he's retired. So, he, well, you just go out there because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So it's, it, it feels great that someone doesn't have to deal with this cold weather when it gets right down to 20s and 30s and sometime 19 or 15. I've been in all three of those. I mean, I think at my job, the coldest I've been, there's 19 maybe. And in that 15, I was in Atlanta when I was in school. You talking about, woo. I don't know how the northern people do it. I mean, I think I do because their bodies adjusted to it. But for a south person to be in that type of weather, you're like, yo, no wonder there was a disaster with one-inch snow in Atlanta that time. No, no wonder the interstate closed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for our body and blood and... Yeah, man. I just... So here's a life nugget. If you are not, you know, used to this cold weather, if you just moved down here or you've been down here all your life, uh, cover up. Put socks on. Put long sleeve shirts on. You know, put a scully on your head or put a... If you got a lot of hair, put um a scully on your head, you know, make that hair go down, you know, shrink it, uh, something, keep yourself covered. And I can say that to myself sometimes. I don't like having all that on those clothes on, though, because it's, it's hard to move, especially if you're doing something, you're working, it's hard to move. And you say, cover up, and I'm just like, uh, mm, uh you're not working like I am. So, I mean, it's, but... For health-wise, cover up if you are sick. And it's just a little life nugget. If you're a little sick, make sure you cover up. Take some hauls or cough drops, you know, uh, nasal spray. Put some vapor rub on your chest, you know, things like that. Daytime medicine, nighttime medicine. If you don't have to get up early, actually, don't do nighttime medicine. Because you be real drowsy still through your work shift, and it's just like... God help me get up. I, 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 I feel like I'm drunk. But, but you mean, just, just just don't do it. Day, daytime really helps you. It doesn't make you sleepy. And then some of you might want to be sleepy, so you'd be like, I can't do this. I need to call in. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah Earl Hoodie's been a little pity. Um, yeah. But that's your, that's your little life nugget. Let's, let's stay I'm going to say wrapped up. Yeah, stay wrapped up. Stay wrapped up. But um, today's topic, ah, I did it right this time because I was praying about this earlier. I was like, God, lead me to the right scripture for today's lesson. And I was like, no, I did it again. But this time I got it right on the show. And that's what matters, even though I can just stop it, cut it out on Pro Tools, and you'll never know if I said it or not. That's what um close to live is like. Um, I can control what I put on here and cut off. And, and if it was live, well, that would have been bad. But today's topic, um, God led me to a certain scripture I've read before. It's Ruth chapter 3. And um, at the end of Ruth chapter 3, 
I, I highlight so I highlight certain scriptures like anybody should do when you uh you think God is like talking to you or pointing out to you in your daily life and how you should apply to it or how others should apply to it. It could be for them. And um he led me to uh this one particular verse. It was at the end of Ruth chapter two, I mean three, and it was verse uh eighteen. And I like to read the easy to read version. You know, people like the like the Bible to be broke down in simpler words. You know, King James Version, yes. I know it's like the main original text that most churches, well, Baptists, I know, that they read, but my you know, there's different versions that mainly I hear uh New Living Translation, Life Application, Amplified message bible uh another one um um there's another one anyway there's many 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 different versions i mean i have this U version app many 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 different versions i'm like mm, i'm just gonna stick with these five and yeah i'll just read those but my main favorite one is easy to read version i mean it it's as to me is as simple as it gets it's like simple like amplified is very detailed Easy to read is very simple. And Amplified is good too, because it can be very detailed and it can uh, it can make it well let's put it like this. It'll make it easier because it's a little clearer in what it's saying, but it's still more detailed. This easy to read is like simple and it's just simple and concise. And I like simple and concise. I, I say I'm simple and concise, and my my wife would be like be like yeah, but you're just as complicated as I am. And it's like, you may be right, but certain ways, certain things, certain ideas, you know, it's got to be simple. Like, God, make it plain for me. Make it simple so I can understand. And he does it, and I'm thankful. And then the drawn-out, complicated stuff, it comes later with different experiences. It's like, oh, I had to go through that a good bit of times for me to understand it. So... Anyway, I like simple. She complicated. But we both the same but different. Ain't that, that's why that's why we're married. Anyway. Um But it was verse 18, and it says uh, chapter three of Ruth. And it says, Naomi said, Daughter, be patient until we hear what happens. Boaz will not rest until he has finished doing what he should do. We will know what will happen before the day is ended. And so, you can go back and meditate on what's really going on in Ruth chapter 3. But um, I highlighted this particular scripture because I highlighted it before, before I even got sent to this um, chapter before. Because uh, at that time that I highlighted, I was dealing and still dealing with patience. Patience, being still and knowing God, being still and waiting until God tells you, tells us, what's the next move? If he doesn't say anything at the time, you need to continue to do what you're doing at that time, what he said last time. Uh, and then, or you can decide, you can go ahead of him and do your own thing and see how that turns out. And most of the times, that doesn't work. 
So the name of this topic is called slow down. Slow down. It's okay to take things slow. And when I read this scripture, the first thing that came to my mind was the microwave generation. And I know y'all know that term has been used. I know in sermons it's been used on the news. It's been used everywhere. I mean, you can see it when you're going down the road and a person is at a light or driving to a certain street. No turning lights, no uh, slowing down or nothing. And they just swerve into that next road that they're turning into. No awareness, no warning, no nothing. Or, man, one time I was coming down uh, in the place and I was about to turn onto Greenbrier to go to my house. And there, this one car, I think there was a car in front of me about to turn too. And this one car that was behind me came onto the opposite side of us. So there's only two lanes on in the place. And the opposite side is oncoming traffic. So this car literally went around both of us, the two cars that was turning right. Got in front and then turned right, I mean turned left, in front of us. And it was right, like two cars behind us. It's like, are you in that much of a hurry to go across us, to risk your life, to go into oncoming traffic just to turn left where you were going? And you know the funny thing that gets me, and I laugh at this one, is how people can be so impatient when they drive. They will go past you, speed past you, speed past all the cars that's in the way. And they're like, man, I wonder where they're going. And a gas station or the mall or some restaurant is like right there. And then they finally turn. I'm like, dude, you could have waited right back here with us. You was only two blocks away and you can turn then. But you had to do all that. Risk your life and possibly whoever else is in the car to turn to the restaurant that was in plain sight. I mean, this is, this is, I, and you know, I came back to making 2013, you know, I wasn't gone forever. I came on weekends to visit. And you know, when I was in Atlanta, now Atlanta is something different. I mean, when I was up there, and this is around, like I said, around 2013, so 2010 to 2013, that traffic up there is what I kind of see here. How impatient, and I wasn't even talking about interstate, I'm talking about on main roads, how people get impatient, speed by, slow down, cut you off. I mean, flying down Peachtree, Northeast Peachtree, whatever Peachtree you want to call it. Uh, and then on interstate, it's even worse. People are so, were so impatient up there. I mean, you, you, you gotta be aware every time you get on that road, every time. And then some of the roads are so tight and there's so many cars. Cause you know, you know, Atlanta has a population of over a million in that metro city of Atlanta metro. Cause I know people call what, um, Decab, Atlanta, all these different places, Atlanta. But I'm talking about the main city of, well, I guess it's all included. I don't know. Point is, it's a big city. And then you got all this commotion going on in the streets. Well, what I saw up there, I, I see more here in Macon. But 
it's a little different now. It's a little different. I I I, I didn't. I saw people use blinkers up in Atlanta. I, I saw people. It uh, at least waited till they got to their destination without cutting around people in a dangerous way to get to the next. Yeah, I, I saw that. Now, here at home, I was like, I can imagine how bad it is in Atlanta now because people are just too impatient. And when I read this scripture, I was like, well, God, Ruth is being told to wait until... Well, Naomi and Ruth was waiting until something happens with Boaz, what they're going to do about her situation. And that made me think about us, our situations. You know, for me, personally, I can go back to, okay, growing up. As a child, I was the only child. I was... Yeah, mainly the only time I basically could receive just about anything I wanted. I had the toys, I had the clothes, I had the games, I had all those things. Just about everything I wanted. And you can say, well, Hoodie, that sounds like you had a life. You had it all. You know, you had all these things, you, you never lacked of nothing. None of these things, food, water, none of these things. You had a good childhood. You, you, you really had it made. And on one side of it, you can say it's right. That's true. I did. I did. I, 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 had, I didn't have to work until I was when I, when I, yeah, 23, 22. I didn't have to work a real job until I was 22 years old. You know, uh. When I was in Atlanta, I got, uh, what do you call it? I can't think of the word. I can't think of the word. It doesn't matter. I got, I got instead of a paycheck, I had, uh, y'all know the word. It'll come back to me when I'm talking. But I got uh, money, you know, to help me weekly if I needed cash or whatnot. Because I was still in school at the time. I didn't have a job. I got, I got my way around. I had my way around. I mean, I, I was covered, you know. And um, like I said, one side of it, that can be really good because you never had to worry about anything. You didn't have to learn how to struggle. You didn't know really what struggle is. And, you know, that was like the perfect little piece of heaven on earth when you living like that. And, you know, it was good. I didn't complain um, about none of that. You know, it, like I said, I got just about everything I wanted. Now, here's the flip side of that. You've been in an area, the majority of your life, at home. And you have that mentality. So now that you have that mentality, now it's time to grow out into the real world. Like, when I went off to school, I didn't have parents at home. I mean, I didn't have parents with me. I didn't have that uh, safety net of being at home. I didn't have that protection like I used to. And 
lifestyle was different. I was on my own. I had roommates, maybe one up to four. It didn't matter. I had to make decisions about what I wanted to do. So if I was hungry, what am I going to eat? Well, I had a meal plan. Or sometimes I didn't have food to eat. I go to the store when I didn't have meal plans and just go buy something and bring some home. What about car issues or a flat tire? Well, I was taught how to change the tire, thank God, before I went up to school or went out to school or whatever. I went to two different schools at that time. The thing is, when I got on my own, I dealt with a lot of personal issues, internal issues, when it dealt with relationships, when it dealt with people, when it dealt with school, when it dealt with just being myself. I learned that I was very prideful. I was very impatient. I was very selfish. I was very, and I call this a legalistic lover, like not unconditional. I loved you by what you did for me. I didn't didn't love you by just who you are because I'll judge you in a heartbeat. If you did something that was totally outside of my type of thinking, I would judge you. So that's another type of pride, being prideful and judgmental. Okay. I would be these type of things. I would be uh, conceited. And I thought that people or things should go my way. So I had a sense of entitlement and thought everything was supposed to go my way. And that sense of entitlement is definitely important because as a supervisor in my job, I see that in, in workers because they want things their way. They don't want to work for it the the real tough way, the right way of doing it. They want to get uh, shortcuts and whatnot. They don't want to wait until the time they can actually allocate time for vacation. They don't want to wait until uh, uh, they want to load this amount of cars. And, and you really supposed to do like four, three or four. Not, not really. Or... It, it just, or you got a real, really uh, low, heavy package sense of entitlement, and and through that time, I was very, I was going through tough times, y'all. When I was when I was at school, I mean, grades weren't looking right. I mean, I wanted, and that I is is the important part. I wanted to go out into the city of Atlanta, Midtown. I wanted to go out to the life up down well i didn't really go far but uh, off campus of statesboro or on campus of statesboro to the bars and i wasn't used to any of that when i was at home i didn't see that i was fine being at the house playing video games doing my own thing with everything i had at the house i was fine with being uh closed-minded to the world for what i did i closed my mind to the world I, I didn't. I didn't want to work, learn, do other things. Uh, really, friends. I mean, I kind of closed myself out from them too. I mean, I only had a few people to hang out with, which is mainly family, and then some friends. But I didn't really have that. You know, I, I won't say drive. I didn't have that intention to just be with friends. I had a few friends. 
growing up. And he's like, really, every time they, if somehow they just move away from me or I move away from them or they go off to a different city and whatnot. But yeah, I, uh, oh, somebody called me. That's why the phone is on silent. Um, yeah, it was just crazy how I was so close-minded growing up. But when I got out into the the real world, I call it, because I wasn't at home anymore. The real world, I started learning about myself in the negative way. I mean, I learned how selfish and impatient I was through dating different people. I mean, one time, <laughs> there was this one girl. And she was back here in Macon. And uh, I really liked her. I really wanted to talk to her. She was still, like, she was a senior at high school. And I was a sophomore, just getting sophomore at um in college. And she really liked me. And I really liked her. Talked on the phone a lot. Even sung to her, you know, things like that. And I really wanted to be with her. And she goes that, well, I know I have a real busy uh, semester and I don't really want to be involved right now because I got a lot of work on my on my on my on my shoulders right now. And, you know, the me now can understand that. I mean, because you try to balance relationship and schoolwork and sometimes it depends on what you're doing that don't really go real well because you don't have time you don't give time to both sides a balanced time no it doesn't work because some some the school works sometimes take priority over the relationship let's just be like that and then another thing was we were in two different cities the me back then oh i didn't care i was like well look i just Got out of a relationship, you know. I mean, I was, well, I didn't really just get out of a relationship. Mm, yeah, it's been a year. So, no, nah, not really. But I was ready to commit. I was ready to commit. That's the focus. And I did not uh, want to wait. And so, she, I told her that I would wait. <laughs> and so, in the next semester of school... I met this one girl at my school. She she seemed pretty cool and and laid back type of chick. And um, you know, I ended up just hanging out with her like one time or two or whatnot. And next thing I know, I ended up it's like, yeah, you're my girlfriend, and <laughs> we actually started going together. And so the other girl. I guess I forget how I broke that down to her or I don't think I really told her. I, I think I just shared, put it on Facebook, you know, back then relationships was a big thing to post on Facebook. It kind of still is now, but not big, not as big as it was. I put it on Facebook and I think that ended very terribly. I, yeah, she was pretty upset because I didn't wait for her. I didn't slow down for her. I didn't, I didn't give her time. I mean, and I know it, it, it was definitely selfish. It was definitely impatient. I was like, no, I don't want to wait. I, I want something now. So I went ahead and and did my thing and went to someone else. I mean, I didn't know. I wasn't looking for someone else. It just happened. It's like, hey, I like you. Hey, connection. But, um, 
it just happened. And and that was an example of how I was. I mean, I mean, so going back to what I was saying in the beginning, it's like you, you get everything just about you want and you have whatever you buy your you, as I say, only child, things like that. You didn't have to worry, didn't have to care about some things. You didn't you didn't have to want for anything. And like I said, that on one side is a good thing, but when I went out into the world, I learned myself who I actually was, who was the real hoodie at that time. And it was all negative. It was all negative. Like, now I can't say all negative. It was it was some positive too. I learned manners, I learned how to talk. In a polite way, I learned how to be obedient to what was said to me. It was like, it was really like, yes, man. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And sometimes I don't want to do it. And so I did things out of obligation. So, I mean, (laughs) growing up, it it was good and it was bad. So I can look at this with us today. We, the world likes to make things easy for us. It wants to make things easy for us. Before we had uh uh dial up internet, you know, like AOL, dial up internet, and it took a good 30 seconds of all of that until you can finally get on the internet. Well, now I can just pick up my phone, tap it twice, push a button, and I'm instantly on the internet. No buffering, no circle turn, no none of that internet connection sound. No, I can just I can just pick it up and get on there. Uh, before there was, well, they we still do it now. Letters, you know, with the envelopes, you know, with the uh, stamps that you wrote to send to people. Now, I can get on my laptop. I can get on Yahoo, Gmail, uh, Microsoft, whatever, and type up an email and can send it to the person in less than a second. You see, and back to phones. Phones, basically, you can do everything that was lacking back in the past in one now i don't have to go to type up facebook instagram all these social networks i have little app buttons i can just push and i'm on there all my music i don't have to walk around with a cd player or an ipod nano or an ipod or a zoom never had a zoom but that's just an example and and connect it now everything is on the phone my my met my Calls are on the phone. What that was kind of redundant. Okay, my <laughs> my contacts are on the phone. My uh uh scriptures, the Bible is on the phone in digital form. It's still there. You can carry all this stuff with you now. And now cars are getting smarter to the point where they're getting close to driving on their own. Where some actually do drive on their own. Didn't we see this movies years back? That can drive on their own. But I'm saying we are getting smaller. The world is getting much smaller too. I can look at you from all the way across the country on a phone. I can see a live event going on up north like New York on the phone. 
because it's through a phone and video cam. That connection. The world's getting smaller. So it's getting easier and smaller. But at the same time, it's making you less dependent on God. People can be so dependent on these devices, on social media, to say everything about how they feel, their personal feelings, uh, <laughs> talk negatively about people. We can easily go on, go on uh, the internet, social media, and talk negatively about anything, about anybody, however we want, because we don't have that personally in their face. You try to go out there and say those things. I know everybody's not like this, but go out there and say those things to people you just said in your comments. You wouldn't try it. You don't want to get beat up. You don't want to get the same treatment back at you because you hiding behind a computer. I mean, that's how easy the world is getting for as things that they want, how they act. I mean, it's getting to that point where we just don't care because it's so easy. It's so accessible to us. Ooh, Earl said accessible. Interesting. It's so efficient to us that the more do we depend on these things, we don't depend on God. So when we don't get that job that we want as fast as we want to, if we don't get that girl that we want, a man that we want as fast as we want to, we get impatient. But we don't want to slow down. We want to go out and get it. You know, the grind, the hustle, go out and get it. Right now, what you waiting on? Well, um, Hoodie is over here waiting on God because I'm not going to outstep him and he wants me to be over here, right? He don't want me to be over there trying to catch some, <laughs> I like, I, this is old school turn now, catch some tail. I'm not going to go over there when I got something good right here. I mean, because, because she might not do the things that old girl do over there, it might be good for me. I mean, all that stuff she may be doing, it can be, it is very lustful to my spirit. And we should not be lustful creatures. Let's just be real. It's in the scripture. It's in the Bible. We should not be like that. Because if we go out after that, then we'll go after another and another and another. How faithful can you be acting like that? Going after women like that. You're supposed to be holy and one woman type of dude, one man type of girl. That's how that's supposed to be in that way. So, I mean, we <laughs> can do these things, but my message to you is to slow down because it's not for you. If you really, if you do it the wrong way, I mean, God wants you to have the desires of your own heart. God also wants you wants to provide everything you need according to his riches and glory. So I backtrack. I said he wants you your desires and everything you want or delights and whatnot. But everything you desire and delight ain't for you. It's not good for you. Especially in scripture. Just go look at the word about things. If you want sex right now and not wait till marriage, you're not doing it right. I mean, sex was made biblically and it still is for the creation of children not for you to get a uh just to get a good release it's not meant it wasn't meant for that it was it's for creation of children be fruitful and multiply not get wild and set a trail but yes don't 
make a trail, make a paper trail. Nah, I can't call people paper. <laughs> uh, a, a trail of women or a trail of men. You get what I'm saying? That that body count. Yeah, it's, it's not for that. It's not. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You, 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 and, and I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. But it's not for you to do that. It's for the creation of children and for an intimate connection between man and woman that are married and one. That's what that's for. But the world makes it so, so darn exciting, so hyped up, so, especially in R&B song. Boy, when I tell you that some of these artists back in the day, they still are relevant now, but artists like Chris Brown or Trey Songz or, um, What's the uh, Neo can make a song so pleasurable for you to go out and do it when you do it. It's like, this is it? <laughs> it, it just be like, it, it, they're gratifying flesh. They're making it, making it so attractive. That's their job. That's, well, that's R&B. That's what they do. They make it so sensual and loving that you want to go out and do it. That you don't want to wait because you heard a song and now it's in your soul. And now you want to go out and do it. And do it a lot. And now you you now you all messed up in the head because oh now you're catching feelings. Oh, that's a topic for a different day. But you want this, but you didn't go about it the right way. You you didn't slow down to listen to God and what he wanted to say. No, you just wanted to go out and do it. it it's not his fault you caught feelings. It's not his fault. Uh, you want to go over to the house more or move into the house or anything like that. It's not his fault. You made those decisions because you didn't take the time to stop and talk to God. Is this the person for me? How should I go about talking to this person? Should I even go the next step? If you know the word, you shouldn't even be talking about going the next step, especially if you're not married. I mean, man, is this... Topic more on slow down or really on lesson of sexual things, but just being real with you, I guess it's mainly focused on that because it's for somebody. When guys talk, it's for somebody. Somebody needed this, so you go and do your own thing, and now you're dealing with pregnancies. You didn't wrap up. Um, you didn't put protection on. Because it's so nice and good when you're not wrapped up. Not going in detail with that. Different type of show. But you don't wait. Basically, for the perfect time for that, when you're talking about kids, and stuff, you don't wait because you're not really interested in that person in the first place to go that route. You just want to have a good time. You just want a quick fix. And that's what this microwave type generation is about a quick fix i need to get drunk to have a quick fix so i can stop worrying being stressed out about my job my relationships my my life's my bills my car note my mortgage my anything i i i need a quick fix to watch porn i need a quick fix to release so i can be clear-headed i don't have to feel nothing i need a quick fix so i smoke weed so my head can be in the clouds high as a kite i need a quick fix I hope you're not shooting yourself up with, uh, uh, I don't even think about the name right now, uh, just on drugs, so you can be just out, what do you call it, spaced out. Everybody needs a quick fix. 
so they cannot deal with their problems. You know why they don't want to deal with their problems? Because they really don't know how to deal with it. They don't slow down and seek God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. I mean, it's in the scripture. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. But what we're seeking is Facebook, Snapchat. What we're seeking is the internet. What we're seeking is friends. What we're seeking is what's on that phone. What we're seeking is the news. What we're seeking is politics. What we're seeking is sports. What we're seeking is things that are not of God. That's what we're seeking. And then we wonder why we go through these things. Yeah, as a Christian, you're going to go through the same type of things. You know? Yeah, I don't have this much money. Uh, no, I don't have that type of car, this type of house. But here's how the Christian thing works. Here's how this works. I might not have it, but I thank God for what I do have. I might not have it, but I thank God for what he's going to bless me with. I might not have it, but he's going to help me through the process. I might not have it, but I have nothing to worry about because God told me in his word, I don't need to worry. I don't have to worry about anything. Because he never leaves me, nor forsakes me. He provides everything I need according to his riches and glory. He is my fortress and my shield, and him I put my trust in. Come on. We don't have to worry about these things. But if you're in the world and you have that carnal mentality, of course you're going to worry, be stressed, get those quick fixes going. I know. I did it. I was the porn watcher. I wanted sex when I wanted it. I was like that too. I wanted those quick fixes like you. It felt good. It was easy. I didn't have to do anything about it. I just went, got it, and felt good. And got out of this world. Like, in my mind, out of this world. But it only lasted for a brief moment. And those problems never left. See, that's the thing. The problems never go away. It's good for a moment. But it's, it, 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 it's not good for eternity. It's not good for, for eternal life. Because you're doing things that won't get you into eternal life. You know, sexual immorality, drunkenness, you know, orgies, you know. You know, that scripture, that, those things, you know. But you got to realize that it's a choice. People choose to be impatient because they've been doing it so much. When I was young, I was impatient because that was just how my mind was already set. I got these things. I didn't have to wait. I didn't really have to ask. Well, no, I had to ask, but I didn't have to really wait for it. I mean, this is called slowing down. I didn't know how to slow down. I was always, next Christmas. I'm going to get this, my birthday, uh, I'm going to get this. Outside of those seasons, I'm still going to get this. And I don't have to wait because I get it when I want to. Uh, like that. Yeah. But now it's like, well, God, my Xbox is gone. I don't know when I'm going to get another one. You say, wait. <laughs> wait on me slow down you don't really need the system that's why you only got one game now you don't well two three don't you don't need to wait you need to wait on me because i'm trying to show you what is important what is worthy of your time what is valuable for you 
And yeah, he blessed me with that system, praise the Lord. But I don't be on there like I used to back in the day all the time. I don't be on that thing. I don't I even play the certain games. I don't play shooting games anymore. I don't play hard games like that. I don't really play any. Let's see. What I used to play. I don't even play the wrestling games that much I used to. Every now and then, like with friends and stuff. But I don't really. Right now, the only thing I play is 2K, 19. I got my My Career. I got my My Player. Three-point star. Like third behind Steph Curry, Steph Curry, you know, that type of thing. I, I just do sports, and that's only on occasion. I don't be on there every day. I mean, and I see the advancement of it. You can go on Xbox Live. You can be with other players, play with other people and whatnot, and um, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's cool how you can go and go in the park and just see everybody and playing on the courts in real time. Usually, that's just a computer Artificial intelligence is moving behind you. No, that's actual people with their players moving around. What kind of stuff is that? That's amazing. Yeah, but that's what the world wants you to get hooked on. What you hooked on? That's what the world wants you to get hooked on. Stuff that's not about God and his business. Come on. But I can say all this, and people will still not choose to go about God's route. Because they don't believe. They limit God. They limit God so much that they don't think that God can bring me out of this addiction. Or God can bring me out of this uh, 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 relationship. Or God can't bring me out of this job or to another job. Help me through the job. God can't do this. God can do anything. And we put him in such a box. I do too. Because of our carnal thinking. Because of our flesh. And so that's why things are hard the way it is. We make it harder on ourselves than what the issue really is. So this is a side story. No, I ain't no side story. I ain't got time. I got some time. There's a side story. This week, past week alone, well, this week alone at my job, things have been going chaotic. People not showing up for work. I mean, packages are getting more and more since it's getting near our peak season. And it's just... One thing after another, nothing's really flowing perfectly. It never did flow perfectly, but it's not flowing as good as it used to. I mean, like I said, people not showing up. And who gets blamed? Uh, Me. I get blamed for things that are happening in this whole build. I get blamed because it, all this chaos is happening on the belt that is out of my control. I get blamed for it, you know, by all the drivers and stuff. And it, it's my fault. It's my fault that... I'm doing the best I can, what I got, seeking the Lord for his help to give me the strength and help others that are dealing with all this chaos around me. It's my fault. Okay. And God says, remember, I fight your battles. You don't need to retaliate. You don't even need to speak to them. You don't need to fight because it's my battles. They hate you because they hated me first. So you don't need to argue back with them. I promise you, I want wanted to so much. Sometimes I did. Sometimes I yelled because I was so sick of being attacked and persecuted and claiming claiming something I did. But God said this too in his word. He said, huh. but you will be persecuted because you chose me. You believe in me. You follow me because we follow Christ. We're going to be persecuted. The world is going to hate us because they hate him. So 
I, I, just, I was just thankful for that. I, I, and I really just realized that this week, yesterday. So all this bickering and blaming, like Paul said, I, I rejoice in my sufferings. I rejoice in the insults. I rejoice in all the fault findings. I rejoice because that means I'm doing something right with God. That means my light is showing in that place. That means that even though they ain't been there to see the whole thing, they're going to blame me for what I did. They don't know what happened the whole day, but it don't matter. They're going to blame me because of who I am in Christ. And that I respect. That means you know who I am in the Lord. I'll take that. Blame me because I'm doing right in the kingdom of God. Blame me. I understand if I was doing wrong, but blame me if I'm doing right in the kingdom of God. Come on. We're doing things for the God. Why should I be ashamed? Why should I be condemning myself? For there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, I mean, man, that, that's good. That, that's so good, man. That is good. I hope you all got that message. Slow down. Slow down. And wait on God. Slow down and be patient with what he's doing in your life. If there's problems, God will solve them. There's always problems. In this world, you will have trouble. But remember, Jesus overcame all our troubles. He died on the cross with them. All our sins in him to death on the cross. We should not be worried. We should not stress. We should have peace because we should cast all our anxieties and cares on him. All this is scripture. We got to know the word for ourselves. We perish because of lack of knowledge. We got to know the word. And if you know the word and if you have it in your heart and have it in your mind and have it in your spirit, you will see the difference. The problems might be there. Shoot, it'll increase. Because you're doing the work of God. You're getting closer to him. But be conscious of knowing that you got God on your side. He knows what you're going to go through before you go through it. He knows more than what we could ever know. He knows everything. You just need to trust him. <laughs> In the simple terms. <laughs> Remember I said simple and complicated? In my simple terms, just trust him. My complicated turn was all that of this topic. So, one second, please. Okay, I'm back. All right. That was so good. I'm not doing another song. Hey, we're going to close this out now. It's not too late. This is you. We have a savior who died on the cross for our sins. I just said that. His name is Jesus. Ask him for forgiveness. If you want to be saved, read Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. I'm not a minister. I'm not a pastor. I'm Earl Hoodie, a soldier in the army of the Lord, not savior. We can talk sports. We can talk politics. But can we talk Jesus? Hoodie out.